It's always been said to beware the Ides of March, which I believe always rings true if you're not careful. And the Ides of March made themselves known in the NFL with several major moves that occurred in the month of March in the NFL. So I'll be recapping here, Bruce Stilled, as I'll be talking about who's impacted the most by the NFL's Ides of March, such as quarterbacks looking for a team, quarterbacks looking for an opportunity, surprising trades, a war words between the Seahawks and Russell Wilson, and the possible collapse of the Kansas City Chiefs, and more. It's all here, Bruce Stilled. But first, though. Let us begin. Cheers, everyone. Welcome to Bruce Still. I'm your host, Brandon. This week's edition of Bruce Still, I'm recapping what I see as NFL's Ides of March. The month of March is a wild month for the NFL, especially in the offseason with free agency, with several dramatic trades, several teams making some major moves, and also some controversial decisions, especially by the Cleveland Browns. So it's by far a major month in the NFL, with several storylines developing, and there's also Tom Brady's announcement as we come back this season to play in the fall in the NFL. So by far, the month of March is by far a very crazy month in the NFL, but what I see occurring in the NFL was definitely what I see as the Ides of March, as several players met what I see as very much not a very positive fate, with several players their futures now up in limbo right now, such as Baker Mayfield. So I'll be talking about in this edition of Bruce Stilled, what I see as NFL's edition of the Ides of March. But first though, let's get to the beer pairing for this week's edition of Brew Stilled, and that beer is from Cleveland, Ohio from Great Lakes Brewing Company, and the name of that beer is the Edmund Fitzgerald Porter. With a robust and complex flavor, with tasting notes of malts, chocolate, and roasted barley, with hops such as Northern Brewer, Blumente, along with Cascade Hops, making this beer an excellent beer with an ABV of 6%. And it's also an excellent product of beer from the Great Lakes Brewing Company, Cleveland, Ohio. And it's also the first time I've had Great Lakes Brewing here in Brewstilled. Their beers are not available in California, unfortunately. I actually brought this beer back with me after going to Ohio for Christmas. But their beers are available in Ohio and also surrounding states. So if you do see Great Lakes Brewing Company beers, definitely do check them out. They get a very nice selection of beers. Also, it's nice labeling as well, each with their own theme, which also contain their own historical reference, such as beer to Edmund Fitzgerald Porter, which is named after the famous Edmund Fitzgerald Shipwreck in Lake Superior from the Great Lakes region. And I really love the flavor of this porter. It's not too overwhelming. It's got a really well-balanced flavor to it. And best of all, this porter is available all year round. So I definitely say check this beer out. It's definitely a good beer to have at any time of the year. If you're looking for a very good dark beer that's also not too strong or too overwhelming. And also the very well-balanced collection of flavors and hops. It's by far a very easy beer to drink. I really love the flavor to it. The well-balanced flavor to this beer. And it's also a good food pairing as well. I could definitely have this beer with a hearty meal, such as a savory dish, or even a dessert at the same time. So I don't think this beer is catered to just one particular type of dish. I definitely see it as a very universal beer for any kind of meal you're having. And the bottle art is also amazing. It has a picture of Edmund Fitzgerald on the bottle going through a storm in Lake Superior. And his beer is also an award-winning beer, winning the 12-time medal of winner since 1991 at the World Champion for Platinum, Gold, and Silver at the World Beer Championship. And it's also a five-time medal winner since 1991 for Gold and Silver at the Great American Beer Festival. And also, just like I mentioned a few minutes ago, this beer pairs with oysters, chocolate, and heartfelt baldery. So it's definitely universal when it comes to savory and desserts, as this beer definitely does pair with both sides of the culinary field. But another part of this beer really does stand out is actually named after a shipwreck. And speaking of shipwrecks, we might very well get one with the Cleveland Browns, which I'll talk about here in a few minutes, because right now the Cleveland Browns have been in the news a lot lately. So I thought, you know, why not pair a beer from Cleveland for this week's episode of Brew Stilled, given recent events with the Cleveland Browns? 
Browns, which, if they don't handle it right, might make them into a shipwreck, just like the Edmund Fitzgerald. So do check out this excellent beer to Edmund Fitzgerald Porter, a by far an excellent product of craft beer from Great Lakes Brewing in Cleveland, Ohio. It's now time to get into what I call the NFL's Ides of March. As the month of March is by far a very wild month in the NFL offseason, also with free agency, with several dramatic signings and also new storylines developing over the course of the month of March. But it also wasn't a very good month for several players in the league for this month of March, even though several teams definitely did benefit from recent signings, such as the Broncos, the Raiders, the Chargers, and just recently the Miami Dolphins, the month of March definitely left its impact on both players and even teams. The Cowboys got devastated with free agency when they found they could not afford all the players they had before, and where they had to make some tough choices by letting some of them go, even trading Amari Cooper to Cleveland Browns for a fifth round draft pick, although they probably could have gotten more, seeing how the Chiefs got a first round pick for Tyree Kill. So definitely indeed the Ides of March definitely took its toll on several players and teams in the league, so I compiled a list of what I see as the highlights of the NFL's Ides of March for the offseason so far. First up, I have Baker Mayfield, who will probably soon be the former quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, given the recent news that Deshaun Watson is now officially a member of the Cleveland Browns. I did watch that press conference with Deshaun Watson where he got introduced to the city of Cleveland alongside the Browns general manager and also head coach, Stavansky. It was by far a very awkward and very bizarre press conference. Deshaun Watson seemed to be deflecting some of the questions that were being asked of him, especially when it really did stand out. But why did he go to so many massage therapists when he could have just went to one? If he went just to one, all this whole big mess he's in right now that he just got the Browns into probably would never have happened. It was by far what I see as a very disastrous way to introduce yourself to a new team and to a new city, where many are already skeptical of Deshaun Watson and his history, which is yet to be resolved given the 22 civil lawsuits pending against him. But in the end, Baker Mayfield really did felt the impact of this because Baker Mayfield will no longer be the Cleveland Browns' main quarterback, assuming he's actually get a trade out of Cleveland, which so far has not happened. So right now, Baker Mayfield is definitely a casualty to the NFL's Ides of March, which for the most part he brought on himself by posting that letter on Twitter, which was a goodbye letter to Cleveland, even though they had not signed Deshaun Watson as of yet. Baker Mayfield definitely played a role in his own demise in Cleveland, but also wondered this. What if Baker Mayfield did not post that letter on the Twitter page of his? What if he did not post that goodbye letter to Cleveland before the Browns signed Deshaun Watson? Would that made a difference at all? If he had not posted that letter, would he probably still be the Browns quarterback, and would Deshaun Watson probably go into another team? That we'll never know, but probably it's also unlikely as well, because there was also reports that Cleveland was looking to move on from Baker Mayfield by referring to the phrase, they want an adult in their position as head quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, which definitely does not look good for Baker Mayfield at all. Now, Baker Mayfield is not known to be a very mature quarterback, but several teams, when, it, when he was drafted, did not want to even sign Baker Mayfield, but he ended up playing for a few years with the Cleveland Browns, but now apparently his career with the Browns is over. But right now, what is next for Baker Mayfield? Where is he going to go next? He wanted to go to the Colts. That's not going to happen because he signed Matt Ryan out of Atlanta. He could still go to probably Seattle or Carolina, and there's also been talk he might be the backup quarterback for Tom Brady in Tampa, assuming Tampa's willing to make a trade for him. But I think in the end, probably no one's going to trade for Baker Mayfield. They'll most likely want to wait out the situation and let the Browns cut Baker Mayfield when it becomes apparent the Browns will not get anything in trade value. So Baker Mayfield gets cut. Where does he go? Now, there's been speculation he might sign with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but if the Steelers do sign Baker Mayfield, will he be their starter or will he be another backup behind Trubisky? That we don't know. There's a lot of unknowns right now with Baker Mayfield, but right now, here's what we do know about Baker Mayfield. He's no longer going to be the head quarterback to Cleveland Browns. He'll 
will not be their main guy in the offense. And it's not just because the Browns are now taking Deshaun Watson become their next main quarterback, but it's primarily because of Baker Mayfield's own actions and behavior, which is why now he is now feeling the wrath of the NFL's Ides of March. So we'll see what's next for Baker Mayfield in the coming months, but will he be a starter in the NFL this coming season? That right now remains doubtful. This now brings me to Jordan Love, who right now still has not found a team willing to take him, and also quite sadly as well, Jordan Love has kind of been the forgotten quarterback in the NFL offseason in terms of available quarterbacks. No one has been willing to make a trade for him to the Packers, and the Packers have not made any mention about Jordan Love going somewhere else. So here's what I think is going to happen to Jordan Love. He'll likely be with the Packers this season, probably even beyond as a backup, but the longer he's a backup on the bench for Aaron Rodgers, the less likely whoever get a starting position as a quarterback in the NFL, even with the Packers. So the Packers definitely did make a major mistake by drafting Jordan Love to begin with. They wasted the first round draft pick to draft him when they could have taken someone else who would have been a major difference maker for the Packers and also a valuable asset for Aaron Rodgers. But as of now, Jordan Love is right now backup for Aaron Rodgers up in Green Bay with no signs of finding a new team anytime soon and no team willing to make a trade for him, which leaves his future in the NFL definitely up in limbo. And staying on the Packers, even though Aaron Rodgers got his money, he got his new contract, he was also impacted by the NFL's Ides of March as well with the loss of two key receivers for his offense, such as Devontae Adams and Markel's Valdez, who just recently signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. These two losses to Aaron Rodgers and also for the offense for Green Bay are definitely two major losses for the Packers as they go into the 2022 NFL season. By losing Valdez and Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers loses two key weapons he can throw to this coming NFL season. So the Packers right now got to find two replacements for these two receivers in order to make up for the losses they suffered in this offseason, which I believe is going to be a major blunder is going to come back to haunt them in the NFL season. Because it's pretty much known Aaron Rodgers could have stopped Devontae Adams from leaving by taking less money, but Aaron Rodgers chose to have his money, but in the end it came at the loss and the expense of losing Devontae Adams to another NFL team. And now Valdez is gone, so right now the Packers right now, they're not in a good spot right now because yes you have Aaron Rodgers, you got a good quarterback for your team, but what's good a quarterback without good receivers to throw to? I pretty much believe this is definitely self-inflicted by Aaron Rodgers and also by the Packers by mismanaging the roster that they could have had going into the 2022 NFL season. So now they got to look into the NFL draft to find replacements, but it's not going to be easy to replace Devontae Adams and Markel's Valdez in the NFL draft because now you got to use an extra draft pick to find another receiver. Now, will they take two receivers in the first round, seeing how they have two first round picks in the NFL draft? That is rarely unlikely, but I definitely do believe they're going to take a receiver in the first round of the draft, but will their receiver be just as good as Devontae Adams? That remains to be seen, but it's also a huge risk the Packers are going to take in the draft, and we don't know how it's going to play out in the season when it comes this fall. So definitely the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and even Jordan Love definitely felt the impact of the NFL's Ides of March. The question is, how much impact will that be, and will the impact last going into the 2022 NFL season this fall? This now brings me to Jimmy Garoppolo with the San Francisco 49ers. Now I mentioned last week that's been reported that the 49ers kept on a Jimmy Garoppolo way too long, which pretty much limited the trade market for him, meaning that the 49ers are probably going to be stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo for this season, and probably even beyond that. Right now, Jimmy Garoppolo has not found a new team. He also had a surgery that's also going to have impact on his trade value as well, because which will require recovery time, and the surgery is also on his throwing shoulder, so this might impact how much money he can get by going to a new team, but most of all, it could also even impact if he finds a new team at all. So definitely not a good month for Jimmy Garoppolo, given all the uncertainty around his situation with the 49ers, his future in the league, and also his throwing shoulder, which is recently operated on in a surgery. So Jimmy Garoppolo right now, just like Jordan Love and other players in the league 
Zeke looking for a new team, his future right now is definitely a mystery. But given what he's done for the 49ers by taking them to the Super Bowl and also to the playoffs, Jimmy Garoppolo definitely does remain an intriguing candidate for a team looking for a quarterback. The thing is, those teams are running out, and NFL draft is coming soon, and it's been said that teams might look to the draft to get a new quarterback. If that does occur, it definitely will not look good for the prospects of Jimmy Garoppolo. As the NFL's eyes of March definitely did him no favors. We now go to the defensive side of the ball with Randy Gregory, who left the Dallas Cowboys to the Broncos. Now, the Cowboys really dropped the ball in the situation. They definitely could have had Randy Gregory to continue to be a member of their roster, but something with the contract definitely did upset Randy Gregory, and quite understandably so, as he definitely wasn't happy with what the Cowboys were offering, leaving him to go to Denver Broncos, which is by far a major win for the Broncos, but also a major loss for the Cowboys. So who in this situation was definitely more impacted by the NFL's eyes of March? Randy Gregory or the Dallas Cowboys? I'm going to go ahead and say both, because they both had a good relationship. Randy Gregory was definitely a valuable member of the Cowboys roster, one of their best players. He's definitely a major loss for the Cowboys, and the Cowboys definitely lost out in the situation, but Randy Gregory also lost as well because the idea and thought being betrayed by a franchise you're with for quite a long time is definitely not a good feeling, but it's also good knowing you're going to go to a team that's going to value you more, but definitely a loss for both sides. It's a very sad situation seeing Randy Gregory go to another team, which I'm pretty sure was not his first choice to begin with, as he probably wanted to stay with Dallas, but in the end, the contract led him to leave to join the Denver Broncos, but I see the situation as a loss for both sides in what I see as a very unique situation in the NFL offseason. We now go into what I see as a three-way situation which involves the Seattle Seahawks, Pete Carroll, and Russell Wilson. Now, we all know Russell Wilson is now the member of the Denver Broncos. He's going to be their next quarterback, and Seattle's now looking for a new quarterback, which could be Baker Mayfield, assuming they actually make that decision, or maybe, just maybe, Jimmy Garoppolo. The possibilities are all out there, but going back to the whole situation with Russell Wilson, there appears to be a war of words between all the sides here. Russell Wilson's saying it was a Seahawks decision to let him leave, but the Seahawks and Pete Carroll are also disputing that, so we see a relationship here before us crumbling, which is pretty much already crumbled already between both sides, blaming the other for why Russell Wilson left Seattle to begin with to go to Denver. It appears that Russell Wilson said that it was a Seahawks decision for him to go, but now the Seahawks and Pete Carroll are also disputing that, and where Pete Carroll also said he loves Russell Wilson and does wish him the best, but this relationship is pretty much non-existent right now, with both sides now facing a new beginning in the NFL, with Russell Wilson going to the Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks looking for his replacement. Now, we'll probably never know what the true story is behind this whole situation. You know, Russell Wilson did say it was a mutual decision for him to leave, even though Seahawks do not see that situation that way, but it's definitely a very unique situation because the Seahawks had a really good team with Russell Wilson. They won the Super Bowl with him. They went to another Super Bowl where they lost to the Patriots. I mean, we're talking about a team that could have been a dynasty if certain situations had occurred differently. But in the end, it's a team that will be remembered for a dynasty that almost was, but never was in the end. They'll have one Super Bowl to remember, but they could have done more had things gone differently. And right now, they're all looking at a new beginning, which all started in a very chaotic NFL offseason and also brought about by the NFL's Ides of March. We now go to the Kansas City Chiefs, who made a very shocking trade this past week by trading Tyreek Hill, their elite wide receiver to the Miami Dolphins, in exchange of draft picks, which will include a first-round draft pick, which will probably likely use to draft his replacement. But the Dolphins also signed Marquez Valdez to be another wide receiver for them, but the loss of Tyreek Hill will definitely ring well for this coming NFL season for the Kansas City Chiefs, because trading Tyreek Hill, in my view, is definitely a reckless choice by the Kansas City Chiefs, because you can't replace Tyreek Hill. He's definitely a very unique 
unique wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers in the league. Definitely someone who I'd like to see play for the Dallas Cowboys, but the Miami Dolphins now have Tyreek Hill be their next wide receiver, who would definitely do wonders for the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are going to benefit greatly from having Tyreek Hill. It definitely will add a shift of balance of power in the AFC East. But going back to the Kansas City Chiefs, when they made this choice, I don't know what the logic was behind it. It's definitely just as reckless as what the Packers did by trading away Devontae Adams and Markel's Valdez because you need wide receivers to win in the NFL. And the Kansas City Chiefs have a very explosive offense. And the Chiefs, this is a team that went to four straight AFC championships. They went to two Super Bowls, winning one of them. So the best case scenario for the Chiefs could have been by going not only to four straight AFC championship games, their best case scenario could have been winning four straight Super Bowls, although it's definitely a very tough thing to do in the NFL, but that was also in their grasp as their best case scenario. So right now the Chiefs, I think they're going to take a step back in this coming NFL season. I think they're going to take a step back. They're not going to win their division. I do believe the winner of their division will be the Denver Broncos, partially because of the addition of Russell Wilson as their next quarterback. But going back to the Kansas City Chiefs, trading Tyreek Hill, very bad move, a very bad decision, which I think they'll regret later in this coming NFL season. They'll most likely try to find his replacement in the draft. They'll likely draft a wide receiver in the first round, which right now the wide receiver position in the first round and the NFL draft is becoming even more interesting by the day because I see the Packers, the Chiefs, the Cowboys as teams who will be looking for wide receiver in the first round and NFL draft. Who will win out by getting the best receiver? Time will tell, but you can't replace Tyreek Hill. The wide receiver the Chiefs take in the draft will not be as good as Tyreek Hill most likely, and they also will need time to develop that wide receiver to make them an effective player in the offense. And even though they signed Valdez, they definitely need to add another wide receiver to replace Tyreek Hill. This is definitely a major move by the Chiefs and not a very good one at the same time. But along with probably taking a step back in this coming NFL season, the Chiefs' reign of dominance in the AFC West might be coming to an end. As her division rivals, such as the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chargers, are definitely making moves, very aggressive moves quite actually, in free agency as part of the AFC West arms race, which will by far make the AFC West the most interesting division to watch in this NFL season this fall. But I definitely do believe the reign of dominance for the Chiefs is indeed over. I think this season they will not win their division, as I said earlier, as I definitely do believe that will be the Broncos, maybe even the Chargers, but the Chiefs will definitely face more stiffer competition in this NFL season, not only in their own division, but in the entire NFL as well, given their schedule. And all of this could have been prevented had they kept Tyreek Hill and also maintained the roster they have now. So the loss of Tyreek Hill would definitely open up some challenges for Andy Reid and offensive coordinator Eric Bynamy by making the right plays that will keep the Chiefs competitive, but the loss of Tyreek Hill is definitely going to ring true this season for the Chiefs, how much of an impact that will be remains to be seen, but I definitely do believe it will definitely be indeed significant for the Chiefs, and it will definitely cause them to not win a division this coming NFL season. And that there is my weekly NFL update in what I call the NFL's Ides of March. It was definitely a wild month in the NFL. The month of March definitely did not bring a lot of good things for several players and teams, but simultaneously other teams benefited as well, such as the Raiders, the Chargers, the Broncos and Dolphins, even the Browns, just to name a few. But definitely what a wild month in the NFL. This is definitely just like the season, very chaotic as the past NFL season was definitely controversial and very chaotic, this NFL offseason we're experiencing right now is exactly the same. And we don't know what's going to happen next, especially with the draft. I wonder how much of an impact free agency is going to have on the draft. We'll see what happens when the NFL draft does come. But what a month we had in this NFL offseason, the month of March. So when someone says, beware of the Ides of March, definitely do take heed because the Ides of March is definitely not to be misunderstood or underestimated. And just look at the NFL, what happened this month in the NFL. The Ides of March made themselves known in the 
NFL, and several teams and players saw the consequences of the Ides of March. So we'll see what the Ides of March means for the coming weeks and months to come in the NFL offseason, going all the way into the draft, mini camps, preseason, and then the NFL season. Because I think this month is definitely going to have a major impact going in the weeks and months to come in the NFL. And before I go here, Moon Knight from Disney Plus is premiering soon. I definitely want to recap Moon Knight, the series from Disney Plus. It'll be the latest Marvel series to recap here in Bruce Stilled, bringing the back of the MCU into the Bruce Stilled podcast. And I definitely looked at the previews of the series. It is indeed definitely very interesting. I can't wait to see it. And also, there's a rumor floating around for the next Doctor Strange movie that we might get an appearance from Loki and Sylvie in the next Doctor Strange movie. And imagine that. Loki, Sylvie, Doctor Strange, and Wanda Maximoff in the same movie. That would definitely be an experience that I hope does happen. So we'll see what happens there. As just like the NFL, good things are coming from the MCU and also very interesting things at the same time. So do stay tuned for that as I'll be recapping all of it here in Bruce Stilled in the near future. And that'll do from here in Bruce Stilled. I'm your host, Brandon. Please tell your friends about this podcast and please rate this podcast five stars in your desired podcast directory. And also do check out this podcast on Instagram at Bruce Stilled Podcast on Instagram. It's where you'll find photos of all the beers profiled here in Bruce Stilled. Please go out and join some good beer, bourbon, and whiskey. And I'll see y'all next time. And until then, be brewed and be distilled, folks. Cheers. Cheers.